come and join us. Lots, lots, lots to share tonight. Oh, it's... <laughs> oh, man. Can I just, can I just uh, clarify? We're not closing as a church. We're just moving. It's like it, the, the best way to describe it is we're moving house. And this is what my wife helped me uh, um, while I was processing this. It's like moving house. It's like it's a good thing. We're moving to a, a bigger place. Um, but, you know, it's just, you know, reminiscing of the ideas and, uh, you know, all the things that have happened here over the last eight years. So that's what we're going to do tonight. And I even forgot we have communion tonight, so I've got to slide that in there somewhere. We'll work it out. Uh, April 19, 2013, April 19, 2013, um, was one of the defining moments in my life. It was the day that my only daughter was born, right? For those that know, I have five children, but I only have one daughter. And so people go, oh, she's your favorite. I say, she's my favorite daughter, right, because I only have one. But April 19, 2013 was the day that my daughter was born. I remember it very well. It was a Friday morning. It was very difficult. Um, it was, you know, early in the morning, you know, like I, I put in the hard yards and Mel also did a great job that morning as well. <laughs> a lot of things changed in my life that day, you know. People always thought, oh, if Steve has a daughter, he's going to be in trouble. And I was. 100% I was. For those that have daughters, Paul's got two daughters, you would understand. That's... <sighs> Paul used to have hair before he had daughters. <laughs> it's all gone now. I understand. Pastor Antonio behind, same thing. You know, I understand. <laughs> it's not looking good. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that changed apart from the fact that I was now a father of, of, of a daughter, was exactly about five years, uh, five weeks after Anna was born, we, within that five years, um, we resigned from the ministry position that we were serving at, that we were seven and a half years, and decided to plant a church you know, within five weeks. That all happened within five weeks. And actually the first Sunday that we had was Mel's birthday, May 26. Um, they accidentally double booked us, which was a great start. So we actually had service downstairs. Um, and, and, and yeah, we, we started this church called The Chapel. And for the last eight and a half years, and uh, I calculated roughly, it's about 440 Sundays, all right? 440-odd Sundays. We gathered here every Sunday evening to worship God, to love him, and to love his people. Um, and for those that are joining us for the first time, we are, we're closing this campus um, because the, the owners of this building, Chatswood Church of Christ, um, they have no ventilation um, and you can't have that in a post-COVID world. And so they need to um, drill some holes and make some windows. And so they need to um, undertake some renovations. And so 
Um, it just became unfeasible for us to continue to worship you. But luckily, you know, we had, uh, we've got a church in Burwood that we can worship in. So as I said, we invite all of you to come. And someone was saying, yeah, but Steve, I live in Chatswood. Burwood is so far. You know, it's, you know, 25 minutes. And, and I just wanted to remind them that we have people that come from Cherrybrook. We have people that come from Penrith. We have, it's not you, yes. We have people that come from Box Hill, you know, 50-minute drive in. And that's okay. Not to put any pressure on you. <laughs> but in the last eight years, eight and a half years, we have celebrated much in this place. Most of the guys who were married got married within the last eight and a half years. Um, most of the babies that exist in our church were born while in this church. We had multiple baptisms. We've celebrated multiple people with new jobs, new homes, new careers. So much so that it would actually be very difficult for me to describe all these things that have happened over the last eight and a half years. So what I thought I'd do is I'd, I wanted to ask a few other people to come and share just a favorite moment um, of their time here in Chatswood and why it was a favorite moment. Uh, and we'll start with Ellen Jang. And if we show the photo of Ellen. Now, um, Ellen Jang isn't here today, which seems pretty typical of the last eight years of Ellen Jang, right? <laughs> Just saying. I love you, Ellen. She's online. Um, this was Ellen's photo. This was um, a photo taken about three, three to four years in to our um, church. And that was 10 years of ministry with me, these guys, you know, in our previous church as well. Um, they're clocking over like 16 years now, 15 years now together. So uh, why Ellen chose that photo, I have no idea because I'm not Ellen. So Ellen, if you're on the chat, you just type up why you chose that photo. Uh, the next person is Abs. You quickly ask Abs to come up. This is our student minister. He's going to come and just... Um, Yep, so can you hear me? Cool. Yeah, so my photo is that. So, yeah, I became a Christian three months before that photo. And, yeah, I don't know if it's my favourite moment, but it's definitely one of the most memorable ones. Um, yeah, this, just looking back, you know, just to be able to get baptised at the first group of people. Um, yeah, have my family and friends there with me. Um, I think really, yeah, I think it was a very emotional, yeah, it was a very emotional night um, because that year I remember, yeah, just a lot of things happening, you know, my grandfather passed away that year, um, yeah, just, yeah, I had a few friends who were struggling mentally and, yeah, and stuff like that, so, yeah, it was just a roller coaster of a year and I think this one specific moment was definitely a high point and, yeah, looking back, it's pretty crazy how things turned out. Never thought I'd be here after all this. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the next photo is Pastor May. Now, Pastor May, 
Pastor May has had a little bit of an injury. She rolled her ankle, but she, she loves you and the church so much. She's going to hobble up here, and also because it's her job. <laughs> All right, if you can't see me, I'm sorry. Um, hi, everyone. So my, uh, one of my fondest memories is actually June's baptism. Um, the reason is that June is the first person to be baptized after um, gospel class. And she um, really is our model, like, well, my model person um, when I think about the spiritual pathway because she came to church as a non-Christian. Um, and then um, everyone here made her feel very welcome. Um, and she joined the gospel class got to learn what the gospel is, decided to be baptized before she went back to Thailand. And um, during that time, she also attended um, my life group. And then we got to like send her off um, and continue to support her while she was in Thailand. And because of recent um, lockdowns, we moved life group online and she's been joining my life group online as well. Um, and also joining our online prayer, so continuing to provide that, I guess, that support for her even while she is now living overseas. Um, and, you know, just praying with her on her mission to share the gospel with her own family and her friends there in Thailand. So we're just really grateful to have had that opportunity to journey with June. And, yeah, that's why this is my favorite photo. Thank you. And hopefully your ankle gets better. Um, the next photo is from Hansel. Is that you're coming, not Ness, one of them? Hansel, yep. Hansel's coming up. Give him a hand. Cool. Um, so the photo I picked is one of um, my wife and my son, um, Ness and Nate. Um, and that was the, I think, I think that was the first time we actually brought him to church. And, you know, it was a real pivotal moment for our lives as a family, you know, coming from a couple to, you know, having a child and, you know, becoming a family of three. And, you know, for the church as well, that was a year that a lot of kids were born and a lot of our families became bigger. Our church grew um, from inside rather than having, you know, people come in. Um, so, yeah, for me, you know, it was a real life-changing moment to become a dad. And I think for the church to become more responsible as, you know, with the garden ministry growing and, you know, with all the kids. And then I think, you know, in a way, the reason why I chose this is also is um, it's a bit of a symbolic moment for our church as well. As, you know, we kind of grow out of this and go into our new home and to sow our seeds. Um, you know, we are growing in numbers internally. And as we go into a new campus, a new home... Um, you know, like all of our families that, you know, had kids and are having more kids, um, I think it'll be something really great to look forward to. And we really kind of, yeah, should be an exciting season of growth. So that's why I chose this. Sweet as. Thank you. And finally, I asked my wife, she's going to come and share her favorite photo. Hello, everybody. 
Um, so the photo that I chose uh, was this one. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember, but this was um, spring sowing of 2019. Um, for those of you who don't know what spring sowing is, is we take a month, um, the month of September, which is the beginning of spring. We take four weeks and we take the four weeks to sow into something. Um, and that particular year, we had committed to raising uh, $20,000 to start um, the Burwood campus um, anyway, so this picture is super significant for me because I think it really changed the way that I viewed our community. Um, so <laughs> the chapel, Sydney, um, you know, was really generous, faith-filled and kingdom-focused. I remember um, thinking during the lead-up to the fourth week, um, just preparing myself for disappointment uh, because $20,000 is a lot of money um, and I really... Um, yeah, I wasn't, I, I had very little faith, to be honest, um, but we exceeded that amount and you can't really see it in the photo, but we actually hit $32,000, which was $12,000 more. Um, and I was seriously so humbled and so blown away because I just realised that, um, you know, our community gave above and beyond and, you know, that happened in this place. Um, so, you know, as Steve said, we started eight and a half years ago, um, May 26, 2013, on my birthday downstairs in the stuffy hall. Um, and, you know, we've shared so many milestones in this place. Uh, lots of celebration, lots of learning, lots of love, lots of laughter, you know, some tears, some rebuke, you know, all those things. And... You know, while I was reflecting on the last eight and a half years, I realised that, you know, it's so easy for us to associate the church, our church, to this building. Um, but actually our church, um, the Chapel Sydney, is it's the people. You know, it's you guys. Um, it's each individual that's with us today, you know, that have been with us, um, that makes it you know, special, you know, the, the people gathered here who are generous, faith-filled and kingdom-focused. This is what makes this place special, the people, you guys. The Chapel Sydney is about the people. So I think this next season uh, will really teach us that the church is not a building, um, that our, ch our church is not a building, that it's really about the people gathered here today that love God and that love each other. Um, and as much as I will miss very much so gathering in this place, um, I'm really excited to enter into our new season, uh, whatever that holds for us. Uh, but one thing I know for sure is that God is going to be so faithful as he has been faithful the last eight and a half years. Um, I am so sure that he will continue to be faithful to us. So, where would he become? Thank you. As you can see, there have just been so many different elements to church. As Mel said, it's not just been about the building. It's, you know, it's so many people. Like, you know, there's everyone who's sitting here today. Like, if we go back and track your story of when you came and, 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 you know, the things that we've celebrated with you, it, it really is amazing. It really, really is amazing. And as, and as Mel said, um, we're really excited to just continue this journey. Uh, we, we're excited to um, continue what God has been doing. Um, now we're just going to move it over to Build. And um, as I preached this morning at Build, which was a different sermon, but 
you know, I think, I know that there, there, there is a season of newness coming uh, in Build, and so it's going to be really exciting. But tonight I just wanted to share three reflections as we close our season here in Chatswood of the eight and a half years that we've been here. Uh, three basic points. Uh, the first one is this, you need time. We said this from day one. This is a long game. Faith is a long game. Christianity is a long game. Yes, the decision to become a Christian is instantaneous, but the journey is a lifelong journey. Relationships, it's a long game. Ministry, long game. Faith, long game. Church, long game. Uh, when we started, and, and for those that, have, that were with us um, in the early, early, early days, um, you would know, uh, looking back now, that we had no idea. We had no idea what we were doing. You know, we weren't church planters. We, we didn't come in with a strategy. We didn't come in with a plan. We just kind of got, not kicked out of our old church, but we decided to leave and, and a whole bunch of people came along and were like, well, what are we going to do? Okay, well, we should just start a church. Okay, let's start a church. Who knows how to start a church? Anyone know how to start a church? Okay, let's just start a church. Legit, that's what we did. But the, but the one thing that we knew the one thing that we knew is that anything healthy takes time to nurture and to build. It takes time. It has to go through all four seasons, the highest highs and the lowest lows. And over the last eight and a half years, we've been through these seasons. We have experienced amazing highs, baptisms, birthdays, weddings, Babies, we've experienced so many highs, but we've also experienced amazingly low lows as well. But it's as we went through these seasons, God gave us more and more understanding and insight into what we were doing. It takes time. Now, I thought about what kind of photos I'd like to share, right? And I just wanted to show you, this, this is probably the, the photo that I wanted to share. So this is Anna, Right? Now, that's Anna when she was born, right, which is around the time that we started the church, and that's Anna last week, who's eight and a half. Anna is, Anna is a living reminder to me that the journey takes time. And here's the thing. As much as we do celebrate the eight and a half years that have gone by, we're only a church of eight. We're still in our first decade. And what that means to me is that we're still young. We're still young and restless. You know, it means that it's still okay for us to be trying new things. It means that things are okay to not be perfect yet. And I promise you, things at church are not perfect. But the key is, it takes time. It takes time, and that's something that I'm so grateful for our community because there are so many times through the eight and a half years, I'm pretty sure there would have been like, maybe I need to go to a more mature church. And some people have, and that's fine, you know. But for a lot of people, they've just stuck it out. So grateful, so grateful. But it's so important for us to understand that it takes time. Second thing is this, you need intentionality. <coughs> oh, excuse me. The second biggest lesson that we learned during our time here in Chatswood is that things don't randomly happen. Health 
good things don't just randomly happen. It, it, one, it takes time. But secondly, if you want to achieve something, you need to have purpose. You need to have intention behind what you do. Church doesn't randomly grow. Ministry doesn't magically happen. You know, we use the analogy of wanting to be healthy, right? I want to be healthy, so I join a gym, I turn up to the gym, and if I'm just walking around the gym, just because I go to the gym, I just go on this machine, or I go for a bit of a run on this, yes, it might slowly help you to get to your, where you want to go. But if you really want to be healthy, you get a trainer. You get a trainer that gives you a program that's there telling you and pushing you to do X, X, X amount of things, right? That's the intentionality that you need. And in the same thing with church, it's exactly the same. Now, first five years of Chatswood, that's what it was like. Let's just do church. Hey, let's turn up. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And you know what? Looking back on that, we needed to go through that season. But after five years, what we realized was we're just all turning up. And we don't really know where we're going. We don't really, we're not really specific on what we're trying to achieve. Um, but it was in year five where we recognized this and we made some very intentional moves. And I think this was one of the big turnarounds of our church in year five. We formalized our governing board. So now we have a board um, that make decisions. It's not just me. Praise the Lord. You know, for every one good decision that I have made, I promise you there's been about two or three really poor ones, right? And so now we have a, a board that, that helps lead. We brought in a church coach. Just like when you train, right, you get a coach. There's, we have a church coach. His name is Pastor Ray Chang from L.A., and he flew down and he, he helped us work out what is it that we're trying to achieve, right? Year five, we hired our first associate pastor, Pastor May, a Taiwanese-Australian female pastor, complete opposite to me. The only things that we have in common uh, our love for Jesus, our love for McDonald's, our love for donuts, and our love for black forest cake. And, and, and we have very similar personalities. We're two bulls. So you can imagine what our staff meetings were like. And then when Pastor James came, who's the peacemaker, he tries. He doesn't get there, but... Bringing Pastor May in was not just what I think one of the most biggest moves for our church in terms of personnel, but Pastor May came in and through her work gave us a very clear mission statement, why we exist, to belong to Jesus, to become like Jesus and to be a blessing in Jesus' name for his glory. So we had a very clear statement now of why we exist as a church. And now we're making moves forward. You need intentionality. So number one, you need time. Number two, you need intentionality. Number three, you need faith. You need faith. And when I say you need faith, it's not you just you need to believe in God. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when, when, when we need faith, we need to know what it is that we believe about God. 
Can I tell you, believing in the existence of God does nothing. Even in the scriptures, it, it, it teaches us that even the demons believe in God, in the existence of a God. But it's a question of what do you believe about God? What do you believe about who God is? Because that changes everything. And the verse that I, I came down to was Ephesians 3, 20, 21. And it reads this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. The faith that we need is to not just believe that God exists, but that the God that we believe in is able to do immeasurably more than what you ask and what you imagine. It's not just the fact that God is big, but He is beyond even what you allow Him to be. This morning we talked about God being the miracle worker, God being the impossible. Can I tell you, when we pray, what you pray for actually shows you how big your God is. If you're praying for things that you could probably do on your own, that's just how big God is. He's just a little bit bigger than you. But when we pray, and I believe, I believe God's calling us, when we pray, we need to pray at God's level, not our level. And when we pray, you need to have faith that God can do things that you can't even believe, you can't even imagine. Why? Because He's God. Because God can actually do those things. It's a faith that believes that our God is powerful and that the power is within us and within our church. And it's a faith that will last generation to generation. Over the last eight and a half years, people have prayed over our church. And I promise you, just the fact that we're alive, that is a miracle. Financially, it is a miracle. People-wise, it is a miracle. So many times in the last eight years, we have prayed and God has given us abundantly more. I promise you, when we first started the church, we had no idea about build. We had no idea about anything. We just wanted to hang out. And yet God gave us more than what we even imagined. God can and he will. We just need faith. As said, uh, in my own processing, uh, it is a very bittersweet day today. Um, uh, you know, the, the idea of moving house after eight years, um, once again, as said, it, it's not a regretful move, but um, it's just an element of sadness to know that on Sunday night, this is not where we will be. We're so used to it. Like, I asked my wife, like, what are we going to do Sunday nights now? Oh my God, now we have to hang out with our kids. You know, it's like, you know, like, like 440 Sundays. 440 Sundays. That's a lot of Sundays. There are so many memories that have been created, so many friendships that have been formed, so many prayers that have been prayed, so many songs that have been sung. And tonight, all of these amazing things. We celebrate. We celebrate our God. I personally believe that this is not 
the end of our relationship with the city of Chatswood. Uh, we will wait and see what God has in store for us. Um, but for now, it is a goodbye. And so to finish up, I just wanted to finish with a few acknowledgements uh, and, and some thank yous. Uh, firstly, I, I really do want to thank Chatswood Church of Christ uh, for letting us sleep on your couch for the last eight and a half years. Uh, pastor Dennis Long, um, who is back in New Zealand, who was the pastor here at the time, um, and his wife Rosalie, um, Pastor Thomas Chin, uh, Pastor Antonio, who's here with us. Thank you so much for joining us today. And the current pastor, Pastor William Cha. We're really grateful that you've opened up your house to us, allowed us to sleep literally on your couch. I originally did say we will sleep here for three months, and we've been here for eight and a half years. We may have overstayed our welcome. It's been, you know, it's been, we're just so grateful. We are. We're so grateful for um, the friendship with the church. And we know moving forward um, that that will continue on um, in a different shape and a different size. I want to thank our uh, pastoral staff. I want to thank Pastor James, who's, who've, who came on uh, board a year ago. Um, this is his first year of, um, of ministry full-time. Um, actually, he celebrates his uh, one-year anniversary. I think he started December last year. I know it feels like you've been doing this for a long time, but it's only been a year. Um, so congratulations on your first year anniversary. You passed probation. <laughs> Jokes, it's a three-year probation. <laughs> um, Pastor May, who just finished her three-year probation. Um, I just want to say a real, real massive thanks to Pastor May. Um, for, for firstly, just our partnership in ministry and everything that you've done. Um, pastor May is actually going to be stepping down from her role um, as a paid pastor in our church um, at the end of this year. Um, we, just, it, we just felt like it was time. We just weren't getting along. We just... <laughs> it's, it was Pastor James. Um, <laughs> Uh, some of you will know Pastor, Pastor May uh, has been serving part-time at the church and part-time uh, in her campus ministry, uh, Mandarin Bible Study, and uh, she just felt like it was time for her to um, take some of the energy here from church and put it back into uh, campus ministry. Uh, and so she'll be stepping down from her role at the end of the year. Um, but she will still be around if she's not leaving. I mean, she's never leaving. Um, but she'll continue to serve as a lay pastor uh, and continue to um, love our church. So um, thank you, Pastor May, for the last uh, three-odd years uh, here. But we will, we'll, we will talk more about you later on. I also want to just recognize our board and our leaders who have continued to serve selflessly in our last eight and a half years. There's no way that one person could have done um, what needed to be done in this church. Um, each leader, each person who serves in our ministry, um, thank you for the countless hours of service uh, for our church. And I just want to acknowledge that, and I just want to say God sees and God is so pleased. You know, I really believe that our church, one of the strengths of our church is that we're, we're not about one 
dominant voice, but we're about multiple voices and multiple people serving and doing their part in our in the family, and that has been the strength of our church. So thank you so much. Uh, I just want to say thanks to our Castle Congregation past, present. Um, we've had multiple people come in. Um, we've had multiple people move on. We've got people moving to build. Now everyone's moving to build. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of God's family. Uh, being a part of our family here, we, we love each and every one of you. Um, for the guys that have moved on, uh, for whatever reason, thank you so much, even for your contribution. Like each person has just laid one brick in this church, you know. Everyone's just done their bit. And uh, that's where we are today. Now, finally, uh, I just wanted to acknowledge my family. Uh, firstly, my wife, uh, greatest, my best friend. Um, she, I know, she doesn't, she, that's not what she says. <laughs> you ask her who her best friend is, it's Yenny Cho. But <laughs> I love you, Yenny, as well. Um, but we're growing. We're getting there. We're getting closer. Uh, one day I'll be her best friend. Uh, I just want to say thank you for the last eight and a half years here at Chatswood. Um, has been uh, my personal greatest support. Um, everyone at church that's been around would know that uh, emotionally I can be very um, unstable at times. And uh, it's my wife who uh, grounds me, um, and, and so praise the Lord for her. Um, and also, thank you so much for all the times where I come up with brilliant ideas and for you to tell me that it's not brilliant, uh, and then that gets thrown out of the window very quickly. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, finally, uh, they aren't here, and it's actually really sad they aren't here, but I just want to actually say thanks to my kids uh, specifically to Crispin and Anna, the older ones. When we first started the church, um, my kids were the only kids pretty much. You know, we had one or two other kids, but, but you know, it, it's not, it, it was not their choice to come to this church, um, you know. Uh, but, you know, this, this place is a second home to them, you know, every Sunday night. You know, we had so many meetings throughout the week and, you know, we would drag the kids along and, and they'd, you know, they'd be playing or they'd just be like, I'm bored, I want to go home. And it's like, well, you know, we're sorry, you have to stick around. Um, yeah, just wanted to acknowledge them um, and just, you know, thank them for just being, firstly, just really good kids, you know, really good kids to us, but also just bringing so much life into our church. You know, now there's a lot of other kids, so, you know, we see just what happens when there's a lot of kids. But, you know, when we were smaller church, uh, it, it, was, it was not easy for our kids especially. And so to, our, to my kids, thank you so much. Um, now uh, you can have dinner at a normal time, not at like 7.50 when we get home. Um, you can get to bed early on a Sunday so you're not too tired on a Monday. Um, you know, just really grateful for, for everything you guys have done as well. So thank you to my kids. Um, God has been good to us. You know, at the end of the day, I reflect back eight and a half years. It's just been good on good on good. Like, yeah, there are tough moments, of course. But when I think back to think about, you know, the really important stuff, it's each of you. It's each of you on the, on the camera. You know, that was, that, that's what was important. It was never about size. It was never about form. It was never about, you know, what the church could be. It was always about the individual. 
And I think what's been so exciting is I sit here and there are people here that that have just come to just celebrate with us. There are people here that have been here for eight and a half years. There are people here that came along, jumped on the train, you know, in midway. And, and you know what? I've seen lives transformed. And I'm so grateful to have been part of that process. And you know what? It is exciting. Uh, what God has planned for us in build is exciting, very exciting. There's big plans for us next year that we'll start to share but you know what, tonight, you know, tonight is an opportunity for us to just acknowledge God. Because without him, we wouldn't be here. Without him, you know, we wouldn't have what we have. And that's the final reminder that I'd like to leave everyone with. And it's such a simple reminder, is that God is good. He's good. And sometimes we, we fail to recognize this or sometimes we don't see this. But God is good. God is good to you. God is good to me. God is good to our church. And I pray that that goodness will continue to walk with you wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and in our next season into build.